It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Well, good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to an, another edition of the Car Doctor Program on North Shore 104.9. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems. I was saying last week that uh, the New York Auto Show kind of, I think, has come and gone now, and it's the first New York Auto Show in about, oh, I don't know, it must be 20 years I didn't go to, um, and I was kind of curious because they didn't have a show for two years in a row. Uh, how the show was, and I was, I saw some people posting things online, it was great to see old friends again, I didn't see much about cars, so I thought it would be a good opportunity to talk to Cliff Atia. Cliff Atia is the Vice President of the New England Motor Press Association, and I've known Cliff since he started at Boston.com years ago. Cliff, good morning, and welcome back to the Car Doctor Program. Good morning, John. So, um, first off, tell everybody what you're doing these days. Uh, you know, uh, you're, I see your name in Auto Week and Car and Driver. And uh, what, are, what are you doing these days? Yeah, a lot of Car and Driver. Do a lot of videos with Car Gurus. Uh, they're the big car shopping site. We do video reviews there. And Forbes. Try to keep myself as busy as possible. Been in the car game now, like, probably 13, 14 years now, which is wild to say that. Is that what we call it, the car game? Is that what it is? I don't know. It feels like a game sometimes, doesn't it? It's not always like a regular <laughs> job, so to speak. <laughs> well, well, because you're, you're you're fortunate enough where you decided after a few years to leave sort of a 9-to-5 type job and become a freelancer where you were the uh, master of your own destiny, right? Yeah, I think that's kind of a good thing. I don't know if I could get back into an office, but it seems like I don't think anyone wants to go back into an office. <laughs> so we're, we're probably all in the same boat now after COVID. Well, that, that is that is true. Speaking of COVID, the New York Auto Show for two years in a row didn't happen because of COVID. It looked like it was going to happen last year. And just as they started to put things together, COVID numbers spiked, and it didn't look like it was going well. Uh, but this year, there was a New York Auto Show, and uh, I, you know, different people that I know in the, as you put it, in the car game that posted on Facebook, there was a lot about, hey, it was great to see old friends, but I didn't see a lot about cars. Um, what, what, what was going on at the auto show, maybe some of the off-site programs that were happening? What, what's, what was new and exciting in New York? Well, there wasn't too much brand new. A lot of it was refreshes. So you had things like the Nissan Leaf. It got some different wheels. Uh, a lot of new 2023 models debuted already, uh, you know, previously. So New York, I don't think a lot of the automakers expected that it might happen. So they had already planned reveals and debuts before that. But what I did see, uh, you had some things like the Jeep Wagoneer L, which is as big as the giant suburban it might even be larger <laughs> um oh, okay. palisade a new kia telluride and again these are just simple refreshes it looks very much the same to this as the cars you see today 
just some slight tweaks and tech updates. So it was a lot of minor changes at the New York Auto Show as opposed to major. And the Wagoneer can be a $120,000 Jeep. Did they, did they give you a price on the Wagoneer L? Not yet, no, but I bet that it's probably going to be that and more. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would think so. You know, it was sort of interesting. I, you know, I guess, you know, Ford showed off their lightning pickup truck, which just went into production this week. But I thought it was kind of funny that, you know, the, the, the big notes I got from Ford, uh, you know, do you want to interview their historian about Elvis's, uh, Lincoln Mark II? Or do you want to talk to somebody about the 58th anniversary of the Ford Mustang? But it, there wasn't, it didn't seem like there was a lot new coming out of Ford, at least, no. uh, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> no, there wasn't. There were, exactly, there were some more old cars there. Since Ford had said to me that they had already done a lot of their reveals before that, you know, including, you know, the Mach E and all the other vehicles that we're seeing now, the Maverick. So I don't think they really anticipated having many reveals. For April, and mm. normally, you know, pre-COVID, this was the time where New York would have a lot of major debuts. Uh, that's why we, we would always go there. You know, it's always been my home show, living in Connecticut. So this year, it was honestly, I feel like the Boston Auto Show was probably just as big as the New York Auto Show in terms of uh, the actual amount of conferences and and debuts that were there. So hopefully next year they might have something larger. I know Detroit is coming up as a new show in September after three years of, of not having it. So the auto shows in general are just going through a really big transition time. But I think for the public, I think a lot of people still want to go and see cars. Beyond us in the car media, there's still no better place to just walk in, not have any sales pressure, and you can try every car possible you know, within a whole day. So I think auto shows are still very good. As our friend Barbara Putney used to say about the Boston Auto Show, one ticket and 300 seats to sit in. Yeah, when you when you look at it like that, you're not really concerned with, with exactly what it costs to get in because you could never do that while trying to, you know, go on the auto mall, on auto mile, excuse me, on, you know, on Route 1. That would, you'd, you'd never be able to do any of that. So. Right. And at the New York show, they had a lot of their um, sort of touchy-feely exhibits where you could take uh, they had uh, the Jeep thing going on again, right? Camp Jeep was always there. I, I missed it. I really wanted to go outside again. They had some test drives also of some electric cars inside. And they, Toyota had some uh, test drives outside the Javits Center. And, of course, Subaru also had puppies. Cause they had uh, yeah, which uh, which I understand the, the puppies at Subaru were sort of the hit at the show. They usually are. I mean, you can't really resist them. And, uh, you know, Subaru just has, they, they have, they have the, the, the demographic perfectly nailed down. I mean, it's in New England, we all know what Subaru represents. And it's just, it's just kind of everyday life, casual, down to earth. And that's what they do. And they don't need to try any harder as it works. It's fantastic. So that, that was still there, very consistent with Subaru. You can say that. Yeah. And, and Subaru just introduced an electric vehicle, right? They did, yeah. The Solterra, which is developed with Toyota. I can't even describe the Toyota name. It's like BZ4X. Solterra yeah. sounds a lot nicer. So <laughs> I think more people will probably go towards the Subaru versus the Toyota, but they are the same car. It, it looks, it looks pretty good so far. It's a, you know, another one of those lifted hatchback crossover type cars. About this little bit bigger than a Crosstrek. So 
probably the right size, and I can't wait to try it out because I really think Subaru has needed you know an electric car for for quite some time. So I think a lot of people will will like that once it hits the streets. And the Crosstrek Hybrid was sort of a I don't want to call it a failure, but it wasn't it wasn't really a hit because I think it only got about a couple miles per gallon more than the the conventional Crosstrek. You're right. It, it did, and they realized that that was just a fruitless <laughs> endeavor when it came out. And then they came out with the uh, the plug-in hybrid, and that's still for the money that that they required you to spend to get that model. Didn't really give big returns. I remember uh, driving the original Crosstrek hybrid in Iceland during a press trip that they had for all the media, and we did everything but but measure fuel economy. So I don't know why we were there. A lot of cars got broken. But uh, the hybrid system was good <laughs> for the time, and uh, but not too many people noticed it in America. So. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. And and like you pointed out, in New England, you know, Subaru Subaru is you know we we have joked about it before. You know, Subaru's sort of the state bird of Vermont. You know, it's just uh, I I remember driving with uh, the PR person from Subaru on our uh, convertible top event. And she was taking pictures of Subarus with, with kayaks on the roof and, you know, bike racks on the back. And I said, Jessica, what are you doing? And she said, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I'm from California. We don't see this kind of representation in California. And I said, this is pretty much every day. This is everyday life for it Subarus is. here in New England. It, it really is. It's an, and I like to make fun of Subarus just because it's easy to. Right, but then when you get in them, you're like, okay, I understand why people like this. Part of my issue with them is that they just don't really change very much. So the technology that you'll have in a Subaru versus, say, other new cars will be like, hey, oh wow, we got a we got a rear cargo light that's new for 2022, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, wow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's things like that. But they don't they don't mess with what works, and I think yeah. that for all the basics of a car, it's so well proportioned. It gives people what they want perfect value the things have incredible resale value i mean really the only other better cars would be like a porsche and, and some jeep wranglers that's it yeah like a subaru is holding value like nothing else so yeah and, and it's interesting it's interesting what you said about subaru because um you know mazda last year hit the top rankings with consumer reports and i asked mike quincy at consumer reports why he thought that was the case and he's like well mazda basically doesn't change anything you know, they the the cars they're selling today are basically the same cars they've been selling for, uh, you know, ten years, and all they've done is really just massage them and you know continual development rather than something really new and exciting. And that continual development has helped improve their quality of their vehicles. And you know, rather than coming out with something completely new and different that might take a year or two to straighten out, the cars are kind of the same. And I suppose Subaru kind of looks at the same same thing th there. We have sort of a winning formula that still works. Why change it dramatically? And we'll have to see whether this new EV uh, has the same kind of quality uh, that we have grown accustomed to with Subaru in the past 10 years or so. Yeah, definitely. I'm, sh I'm sure the questions you get, John, it's probably not as many from Subaru owners because probably stuff is, I, I imagine things are working better. <laughs> for, for yeah, them, they, for you know, the, the 80 Subarus that, you know, the, uh, the, the exhaust would rot out and the head gaskets would leak and, uh, you know, they, 
they had uh, uh, piston ring problems and uh, some transmission problems and catalytic converter issues. The new ones just are a lot more trouble-free and don't seem to have the same kind of problems the old ones did. So, you know, you're absolutely right. Part of going to New York and part of the fun events at the New York Auto Show are some of the off-site events that uh, don't take place in the Javits Center, but you, they're sort of by invitation only to the media. Um, were there some of those this year, and were they any good? There were, yes. Lamborghini had another new Huracan model, which is their V10 compact sports coupe that they have. Basically looks the same as before, just as crazy looking. It's called the Technica. It's even got a lot of basically new carbon fiber bits. It's just another special package for them. So, again, a car that's also been around kind of like Subaru for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, they've refined it. This is one of the final versions they're showing. BMW showed the new 7 Series which is their, obviously, their big flagship car. I can say the interior is, is just absolutely stunning. Um, when we finally get a chance to look at that, that that's the type of car that will take you like a week just to <laughs> look at all the details. So that debuted off-site as well. And then Genesis, at, at a party I wasn't invited to, I, I don't know what I did to deserve that, but uh, <laughs> I, they have a new coupe. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a concept, though. It's not going to be in production Genesis is one of the few, I would say, major, major automakers that are still revealing concept cars as a big debut as opposed to showing production cars. So I kind of like that in a way, but I also would wish that they build these things because they're pretty. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it used to be that um, Detroit was sort of the home of the concept cars. You go to Detroit and you'd see more concepts than probably anywhere else. And then some of those concept cars would end up in New York and Maybe a few of them would end up in Boston, and you know none of them would end up in Providence, for instance. Um, but it was always good to see the concept cars because I remember seeing the concept car of the um, the Prower, for instance, and it's like, ah, I wonder if they'll ever make this, or the concept of the uh, new uh, Volkswagen, you know, ID, the 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 minivan. Uh, you know, seeing that in concept. You know, how long ago did Volkswagen, you know, start to show that as, oh, this is going to be the reintroduction of the of the microbus, only it's going to be all electric. And that was probably, what, 10 years ago? Right, right, exactly. And then they came out with another one after that, and eventually, yeah, it, it's nice when companies do follow through and, and put something like that to life. I, I find that to be true with the with cars like the Kia EV6. It's the electric crossover that's yep. all new from Kia. That, to me, looks like a concept car that just came off the floor. It's so sleek. It looks so futuristic. And the fact that they, you know, greenlit that for production, love to see designs like that come to life. Yeah. I, and you can look at some of the concepts and, and go, well, there's no rearview mirrors on this. There's little cameras or there's this. And you know that that's not going to pass muster when it comes to safety systems that are required in, in the United States. But you still look at the car and go, yeah, I think they could build this. I think this could really work. And it is, it's always fun to sort of speculate, you know, will we actually see this? And, you know, sometimes you look at them and you know you're absolutely not going to see them. But other times you look at them and go, you know, this is, this is going to be a fun car to see. Oh, absolutely. I was going to say, do you remember the, uh, the Saab biofuel concept from oh, I I do. the early, yeah. uh, yeah. mid to late 20, 2000 yeah. or something? And it's just like, well, we know that's not going to happen again. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's exists well, somewhere. There was actually another story recently about these two Nissan concepts that were in a, a junkyard in Tennessee. And instead of Nissan garaging them and preserving them, they're just going to crush them. It's like, oh, it's so sad to hear things like that as a car lover, it, you know? It, 
and and that and that's one of those things that always comes up where um, you hear about these things. Like you know, our our friend Natalie Harrington wrote that story about the the big um, GM future liners, and you know how most of those were found in junkyards. Yeah, I mean it's it's amazing to us, but I guess to the companies, this is what they're expecting. They they don't have the space or they don't have the investment. It's just it's just a very temporary design prototype, and that's all that's exactly. supposed to be. But it's nice when things are preserved. I think it's important for a company to 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 have that there because it shows hey the designers are willing to take risks, and it's something that you can look back at. It's really history. So if if companies don't treat their concept cars with respect. You don't really have a lot of the company, the essence of it. So hopefully, someone's keeping them. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Certainly, well, and it. I think, uh, and I think that's where I, th- you know, look at people like Ted Ryan from Ford, who's sort of their historian that can that has all of these details about concept cars and you know first first model introductions and all of that. And I think he is such a valuable person with Ford that they can go back to him when they're introducing something like the Maverick. And say, hey, let's talk about you know the first Rangers, and let's talk about you know some of the small pickup trucks that's been out, and let's talk about the Maverick in general. And you know, is you know, you know, where can we draw draw some comparisons? And you know, should we draw the comparison with say the Model T is an affordable car for everybody, and the Maverick's an affordable pickup for everybody? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if we, I think we all need to be in touch with with heritage. And with, especially now on the internet, especially, I think we like to see things from print. A lot of the magazines dig into their archives. The car companies are doing the same thing because all of this already exists. And a lot of the younger generation hasn't seen that yet. So it's new to them. You know, it might be old news to you and me. But when you see these things dug up and and you realize, oh, that's not exactly a new idea. It was thought of 40-something years ago. That's really not only a teachable moment, but it's impressive to see that. And so the car companies, they all have such a big treasure trove of of history. It's up to them to keep it and to keep showing the public. So I, I like the fact when, when they do that. Yeah, I, I, I do as well. And especially, you know, I thought it was kind of interesting that, you know, Ford showed off the Lincoln Mark II that belonged to Elvis Presley when Lincoln when Lincoln doesn't make a sedan anymore. Yeah, right, right. And I, I thought that was kind of funny, too. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they did. But their SUVs do look nice. I had to say, I, I'm not really missing the MKZ sedan. Sorry for yeah, any who, MKZ yeah. owners out there. But yeah. the, the current SUVs, I think, is, is, where I'd, is where I'd go. And I never thought I'd say that. But Lincoln is something I actually want, would want to buy now versus, yeah. say, like a Mercedes SUV. That good. And, and it's, it's interesting. Apparently, Lincoln still makes a Continental sedan for China. Yeah, and the Ford also has a new Taurus in China yeah. that they yeah. that they revealed, and it looks pretty good. So, yeah, it re- you know it they're really still does. making stuff in Europe. I, I don't know Ford's Ford's plan there with only having SUVs and crossovers, with just the Mustang as their car. I'm still not convinced that's the the best move. Yeah. Yeah, either am I. Hey, before we let you go, because you you always have you always have a lot of information to talk about. But what have you driven lately that kind of made you go, "Wow, this is a really nice car"? Well, that Kia EV6 I was just mentioning before, yep. 
I, I didn't love the battery life. I think it's still really hampered by the cold, just like every other EV is right now, severe limitations. But in terms of the performance and the design, I really was very impressed with it. That's why I felt like I was driving a, like a concept car off the auto show floor. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is, this is a, this is a regular car. And that type of thing is what excites me. It's not even just the fact that it's all electric. It's just that it's a, it's a really well put together car. So that's one of the better cars that I've driven so far. Uh, and uh, how about in the kind of sporty category? Well, we're still, I feel like we're not yet at the performance season to switch over to summer tires yet. But right. um, if I had to think about that, I probably would go for just my own car, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I can't, um, but if I can't drive a Jaguar, I mean, I feel like a lot of the, trying to think here this is this is a stumper john because we haven't oh, had I'm, anything I'm, 40 in a while yeah. but like well even the i like the regular mustangs actually with the turbo four i tried one of those yeah. recently and like that's always good i don't i there'll be some things coming up so if you if you yeah. reach out to me yeah. in a few months i may have some yeah. more to say and, and you and you and we'll tease we'll tease everybody with this you're you're coming to uh, Miami for uh, a little bit of a visit, and you've you've managed your, while you're here. You're going to be uh, driving a Rolls Royce, right? I'm going to try to. Yeah, I I, yeah. I just said pick whatever one you want me to drive, and I'll just show up. And so like that. There you go. So that's the uh, idea. My not, Miami not forty though, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, Miami with the Rolls Royce, you, it's it's probably like uh, it's probably like sort of. Um, I, I don't know. Living in the suburbs with a with an SUV, it's probably just another vehicle down there. It, it is. It is for me. Yeah. It's just all about pretend. You know, that's what yeah. a lot of the cars are. It's, it's fun to pretend to have a different lifestyle than you do. But I can appreciate. I can appreciate each car for what it is. So there you go. If you're down in Miami, you know, you're in Florida. It's uh, you got to live the life, right? Otherwise. Let's go back. I, I guess. I guess in Miami, that's a life. That's a life. I will. Uh, I will never see the last. Uh, the very first time I went to Miami uh, was was a long time ago, and I remember seeing Hummer H twos were as common as uh, as everyday sedans, and I was thinking at the time. I think those were sixty thousand dollar cars, and oh, yeah. you know it was like every fourth car was a Hummer H two, and I'm like. This is crazy. You know, we, we, you know, up, up in New England here, we, you know, we'd see, you know, one a month and down there it was, they were everywhere because everybody had to have one. So maybe the new Hummer, then that's the same thing's going to repeat itself all this time later. Yeah. Who knows? There we go. There we go. Cliff, one more time. People can find your stuff on Car Gurus, Forbes, uh, Car and Driver. What did I miss? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's most that's of it. it. All right. All right. Hey, Cliff, Definitely. always a pleasure. Uh, we'll talk again soon. You too, John. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Cliff Atia, auto writer for a vast number of publications. Uh, but check out his videos on Car Gurus. They're really good. CarGurus.com. And uh, you'll see if, if you look at uh, Car and Driver or Forbes. Uh, he calls me every once in a while. He likes uh, he likes working with me doing some uh, – like he says, basically I help him write. I write the story for him, and he just puts his name on it. Uh, I don't know if that's really true or not. I, I thank him for that. Uh, but, uh, it's always, it's always good to hear from Cliff and know what's going on and, uh, know what's going on in the world of, uh, in the, in the, uh, how do you put it? In the, uh, in the car game. Always good to hear that. Hey, we need to take a break and pay some bills. Our phone number is 800-370-1049. 800-370-1049. 
1049. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. AAA is with you at every moment in your life. We have 24-7 roadside assistance, which covers you in any car you're driving or riding in, even a rental or your friend's wheels. We have great member rates on home and auto insurance, savings on travel, hotels, and rental cars, and discounts on hundreds of your favorite brands. You're covered on and off the road. Learn more at AAA.com slash join. That's AAA.com slash join. I'm Carling Audette, owner and manager of Village Restaurant on Main Street in Essex. It's that time of year again to spoil your mom. This Mother's Day, starting at 11 a.m., Village Restaurant will be serving up all of mom's favorites, including a queen-size fisherman's platter and Bond's award-winning clam chowder. But don't stop there. Our Village Creamery is serving up scoops and smiles until 9 p.m. The Village Restaurant and Bar has been a local institution with friendly staff for over 65 years. Make this Mother's Day the best day. Reserve online or by phone. Details at wedidclams.com. And now a small business setback, delivered by a kind French stranger. Uh, monsieur, there was an accident. The windshield of your catering van is, uh, how do you say, kaput? But Progressive has an extensive network of repair shops. Now, we think about the old days. Brave marin, revient de guerre. When things go wrong with your small business, it's comforting to know you have Progressive Commercial. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Casualty insurance company affiliates covered subject to policy terms and conditions. Three Lantern Marine in Gloucester is celebrating a spring open house this weekend from Friday through Sunday. Stop in from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday and until 3 on Sunday for 10% off all marine and fishing supplies in the store. Tackle, rods, reels, tuna gear, and more. Some in-store specials and a daily giveaway. See store for details. Some exclusions apply. Located at 7 Parker Street in Gloucester. Come hook a deal this weekend at Three Lantern Marine in Gloucester and help kick off the 2022 season. Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. Hey, if you would like to join us, the phones are, phone lines are open at 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. Always like listening, talking with our uh, regular callers, our new, you know, if new callers happen to be scanning the dial and calling in and have a question about their car, we can try to help them with that. One of the things that I didn't ask um, Cliff about there's a new automaker called Vinfast. It's a Vietnamese automaker, and it's a weird name, Vinfast. But uh, they say it, it's a more affordable way to buy an electric car. Um, 
But the VinFast way also adds more math to the buying process for EVs, which can already get kind of confusing for shoppers. Beyond calculating state and federal tax breaks and variable electricity rates, VinFast requires buyers of its VF8 and VF9 crossovers to choose a battery leasing plan since the pack is not included with the sticker price. It gets complicated on the vehicles um, that's already complicated, according to... Uh, Stephanie Brinkley, she's an analyst for IHS Market. Uh, but we're in a space where there is room to test different business models. VinFast, which began taking orders in January before the battery release pricing was available, used the New York Auto Show to further break down its numbers and aim to deliver its first vehicles in the U.S. by the end of the year. They also showed one of their uh, one of their concepts or almost ready for work. Drivers don't... Um, Rack up a lot of miles. VinFast is offering a flexible plan with monthly battery subscriptions of $35 for the VF8 and $44 for the VF9. The price includes 310 miles of use. After that limit is reached, VinFast will charge $0.11 per mile or $0.15 per mile. To me, the idea of leasing a battery per mile, I can see buying the car and leasing the battery annually but buying it per mile seems confusing to me and um i don't know i don't know it's it's something which i guess is a way to think of it it's sort of interesting that when it comes to cars and subscriptions and we talked we talked about this with subscription car buying a lot of younger people especially when it comes to some items like phones. And, you know, today some people are spending 1000 and $2,000 on a, on a mobile phone. They're leased. They're basically leasing them. They're just, you know, a new model comes out in a year. They trade. They give that one back. They get a new one, and the payments are built right into it. So a lot of people are used to leasing where I'm not a, I'm not a big leasing fan. I... I I guess I don't like monthly payments as it is. I, I would rather pay for something. And I know, you know, people with maybe more common sense than me, and I'll use, um, Biff, help me out here. Who was, who was the, uh, who was the steel magnet? Carnegie was his last name. What was his first name? Hmm. Andrew? Andrew Carnegie. I don't think so, but maybe it could have been. Could have been one of the one of the Carnegies. He would always say, you know, he he, you know, he's he was a you know billionaire in the you know early 1900s. Uh, he would always say, buy an appreciating appreciating asset and lease a depreciating asset. And I guess when you think about cars, nothing depreciates more than a car. Uh, basically, anything with wheels or it floats, uh, you know, so. RVs, camping trailers, cars, trucks, boats, jet skis, snowmobiles, they all depreciate. And, you know, maybe it does make sense to lease them. I just, I've never been a leasing person. So, but a lot of people do lease and a lot of people are happy with it. You know, the other big news out of New York was also the voltage numbers that we're starting to see in electric cars. We're starting to see talk about 800 volt electrical systems um, even though electric vehicles make up only about one-tenth of the global market uh, automakers and suppliers are preparing for the next generation of components with solid solid state batteries and 
different types of motors, and now 800-volt electrical systems that promise to cut charging times in half and sharply reduce battery size and cost and increase drivetrain efficiency. So far, just a handful of new vehicles use 800-volt systems as opposed to the standard 400-volt technology. Uh, among those examples uh, that are coming to market are the Porsche Taycan, the Audi e-tron, uh, the new Kia EV6, the Lucid Air sedan, actually uses a 900-volt architecture, but experts say it is technically an 800-volt system. So there's a lot going on in this, and it's interesting to see, you know, why we're, we're changing it. It says, so what's so great about 800-volt systems compared with the existing 400-volt? The advantages are numerous, experts say, starting with the premise they can deliver the same amount of power at a lower current. By doubling the voltage and having the same current, you get two times the energy into a vehicle. The main benefit is approximately 50% faster charging time for the same battery. As a result, batteries, the costliest component of the battery, can be made smaller, and overall weight is reduced, increasing efficiency. There's no need for a 1,000-kilometer range in an EV if charging times are fast enough. At the same time, because... Higher voltages supply the same amount of power with less current. Cables and wires can be smaller and lighter, cutting down on consumption of costly and heavy copper. Uh, someone called me or emailed me the other day and wanted to know how much copper is in an electric, how much copper wire is in an electric vehicle. Is it a mile or more? And it 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 is. There's a lot of copper in an electric vehicle. And they were doing it because they were thinking about investing in copper. Which I suppose, if you're going to invest in something, but I said, you know, I don't know that, you know, I, I, I wouldn't know how to invest in anything to save my life. So, for me, I guess investing in that probably is like all commodities; uh, they go up and down. But the idea of uh, investing in it just because you know electric cars use more wiring than conventional cars, but they they use their wiring, they do it a little bit differently. But you think about the Higher voltage systems are going to use lighter wire, so they're actually going to use less. So maybe investing in copper isn't a great idea. Uh, but it also says uh, in this article that I'm reading, fuel station parity, but with most existing charging stations based on 400-volt systems, is there still an advantage for cars with 800 volts? Experts say yes, uh, though charging though vehicles will need an extra 800-volt charging infrastructure to take full advantage. Much of the existing DC fast charging infrastructure is for 400 volts, uh, according to... Uh, uh, whoever wrote this, I'm sorry, and to allow faster charging, the latest generation high-voltage, high-power DC fast chargers will be needed. This is not an issue for home charging, but the highest speed public charging networks so far are limited. They believe this particular issue will change. The refill has to be as quick as fueling up at a gas station, and this is the use case for 800-volt charging. We'll have to see how that goes. I mean, we talked to... Um, we talked to Zach from National Grid last week, and they are talking about doing kind of exactly the same thing. And and actually, um, if you go to the AAA YouTube website, I did a video interview with Zach this week, as well as a video interview with somebody from Ford about the new Lightning pickup truck to kind of go over some of the features of the Lightning truck. And the Lightning truck in its biggest battery configuration actually has about a 300-mile range, which isn't too bad. And one of the other interesting features about the Lightning truck is that 
you can use it to power your house. They actually will give you or sell you, I think, uh, a box you can attach to your house. So if your power goes out, you can use that great big battery in your lightning pickup truck to run your house for, I think they said, up to four days, which I think is, which I think is pretty interesting. Cliff mentioned uh, the Toyota and Subaru vehicle. And, yeah, the Toyota vehicle is called a BZ4XY. Why they needed to uh, come up with a crazy nameplate like this, but it has um, it seats five. It has uh, it's um, it takes about six and a half seconds for the all-wheel drive version to accelerate from zero to sixty. Um, it is um, it has two different size batteries. I guess uh, they're saying with the bigger battery, it has about a 252 mile range. The smaller battery, 228 miles. They plan on building about 7,000 of these for 2022. Uh, it's going to have the latest Toyota Safety Sense system in it. The infotainment screen is about 12 inches across. Um, it is using a four. It is using a uh, the 400 volt uh, architecture. It looks like uh, it's, it'll take about an hour to charge the battery from zero to 100 percent on a DC fast charger. About 11 hours to charge from zero to 100 percent on a level two, and it'll take a, a working week to do it on a 110 volt outlet. So. Uh, not a car that you're going to charge off a 110-volt outlet. And the price for the kind of upscale model version is about $47,000. Uh, both Toyota and uh, Subaru don't have electric cars, so they're fully um, fully capable of getting the $7,500 EV credit. So uh, good for them. Hey, just as a reminder, if you are thinking about joining AAA and you haven't done that yet, uh, it's easy enough to do. Uh, 1-800-JOIN-AAA. You can go on AAA's website, AAA.com slash join to find out more information. Uh, and, of course, if you're looking for a job at AAA, you can go to AAA.com slash careers and see if there's a job opening that might fit your needs. And we're not quite to May yet, but next week, since it's the beginning of May, we'll be giving away a AAA membership. So how's that? Hey, we need to take another break. Pay some more bills if you would like to join us. Our phone number is 800-370-1049. We'll be right back. Gina Pizzeria at the Cumming Center in Beverly is open seven days a week for authentic, world-famous pizza that was perfected four generations ago. Regina's pizzas, salads, brick oven calzones, and wraps are made with fresh ingredients delivered directly to the Cumming Center complex seven days a week and delivered to area communities by Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. Beverly's Regina Pizzeria is accessible from the outside just past Cummings' front entrance. Find them online at reginapizza.com. reginapizza.com. Give your mother the gift of warmth this Mother's Day with a gorgeous new fireplace insert. You can beautify an old wood fireplace that is no longer used, or you can add the beauty and warmth of a fireplace where there was no fireplace at all. 
Heat and Glow has a clean, easy-to-use fireplace for you. Stop by Fire Element on Route 1 North in Saugus and choose from their large selection of beautiful gas fireplaces. Do something really special for your mom this Mother's Day. Details at FireElement.com. If you're a people person looking for employment, Braga Management in Gloucester is hiring multiple positions at Azorian Restaurant and Bar, Braga Petroleum, and seven Duncan locations. All Braga stores offer full and part-time positions with plenty of available hours. If you're 16 and up, Braga has after-school and weekend shifts, paid training available for servers, food prep, sandwich makers, and sales associates. Join a great team at Area Braga Businesses. Pick up an application at any store, the Azorian, or visit bragamanagement.com. Join me, Joe Piantadosi, for Breaking Bread this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. when my guest will be the director of the Beverly Airport, Gloria Bouillon, and attorney Jim Rudolph. That's Breaking Bread, Sunday mornings, 10 a.m., right here on North Shore 1049. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Rosenthal. Here is your North Shore 1049 forecast, serving the North Shore in the Merrimack Valley. For today, we are talking about lots of sunshine. There'll be some patchy clouds. A little breezy this morning, but the winds are down this afternoon. Temps not far from 60. Mostly clear overnight, about 40. Tomorrow, beautiful weather with sunshine near 70, but cooler at the coast. Monday, lots of sun and increasing clouds. It'll be near 60. It could be raining by dark. Forecast being brought to you by one called Junk Call. They remove it all from household items, yard debris, construction debris, office and business debris, and more. Call 978-222-7052. Online at onecalljunkcall.com. For local door shore, 1049. I'm Mark Rosenthal. Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor here to help you with your car problems. And Biff said to me, you probably don't have to write down the next couple of callers' names. And I said, yeah, I, I, th- I think I still do just in case. But, uh, uh, you know, if you would like to join John coming up next and Paul coming up after that, uh, you can give us a call at 800-370-1049. But let's talk to John in Norwood. John, good morning. Morning, John. How are you? I'm doing good. I got a question. A friend of mine uh, backed her uh, Civic into a uh, post and dented the bumper pretty good. Um, do body shops repair these bumper covers? Do they like eat them and get the dents to pop out, or or is it cheaper just to buy a new bumper cover? I looked quickly on like Rock Auto. It seems like you can buy a whole new cover for. Like $100. Yeah, most most of the time, if it's a tear sometimes, they'll do some plastic welding, and then they'll they'll match it. Some of the um, scratch and dent guys that go out there will do, they'll, they'll do some bumper repair. But if it's dented in and the uh, bumper support under there is damaged, uh, it probably makes sense to pull the bumper cover off. And uh, and just put a new bumper cover on, paint it to match, and it'll be good to go. If if the paint has cracked, um, yeah, I mean I've seen I have seen sometimes some sort of trickery where you know they'll they'll use everything from a heat gun to pour hot water on it to get the plastic soft and try to get it to pop back out and 
but generally, in most cases, the bumper cover gets replaced. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it seems pretty inexpensive. It kind of just... Well, it, the, it... the bumper cover is inexpensive. Oh, yeah. it's, the, it's the paint that's expensive these days. You know, automotive paint... Automotive paint, you used to be able to buy a gallon of, you know, good quality automotive paint for 50 or $60, and now now it's, you know, hundreds of dollars. So, and, and it's not just the paint, it's the primer, the paint, the the clear coat that goes over it. On plastic, there's a plastic, uh, there's a, a, an additive that gets added to the paint because the plastic cover is a little bit flexible. So there's a bunch of little different parts of it. So... Again, depends on the depends on the damage, and it depends on what got damaged under the bumper cover that you can't see. I I, I partially pulled it off and looked under it, and I think she actually hit it in a good spot, like right on the oh, okay. corner where there wasn't too much structure yeah. behind it. It was yeah. just kind of air, I think. So okay, what do you? I think? mean, the other the other thing you could try, you could you know try one of these you know dent doctor places, give them a call and see if they're you know, see, you know, take a picture of it and send it to them and see see what they can do. I mean, mostly what they do is, you know, hailstorm dents and things like that. But on the other hand, they, they do uh, bumper repairs. I remember the old radio station I was at was was next door to a, a um, I think it was a Mazda dealership. And I would kind of look out there on Saturday morning and there'd be four guys with a tent set up around the back of a car, and they were touching up and straightening out rear bumpers all day long. So, I mean, they certainly do it. Um, but, you know, maybe give them a call and see see what they think. I'd also just run by a body shop and get an estimate. You know, today's today's body shop prices, that little, that little issue, probably at the end of the day, by the time you do the paint, the labor, and... Put it all back together. I bet. I bet it's close to a thousand dollars, though. You're talking about if you just replace the bumper cover and it's basically just priming and painting. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have no doubt. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you know, if you can okay. get somebody that can, if you can get somebody that can kind of get it back together and looking good and and blend some paint in there for three or four hundred bucks, maybe maybe that's the better way to go. Um, you know. That's maybe some something to look at. So maybe call you know you know I'm I'm making it up, but you know Ding Doctor or somebody and see see if right. they uh, if they do that kind of stuff. Okay. Appreciate okay. The advice. All right. Sure thing. Take care now. How about John? Yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of funny. I I when we first got my wife's Volkswagen, I bet we had the car about a month, and it looked like a shopping cart hit the door. And it put this ding right in the middle of the door. And I tried, I tried, you know, tried to massage it out myself. Didn't get anywhere. Um, I went to a um, a guy who's, uh, he had a company in Rhode Island and a little one-car shop. But he had a, literally a tractor trailer of equipment. And he would chase hailstorms from you know all up and down the east coast and mostly body shops i mean mostly dealerships but also private cars and he happened to be there uh one week and i called him up and i said yeah i want to get this little ding looked at and he looked at it and he told me it was going to be i think it was going to be fifty dollars and it was once he got his equipment set up which was basically just a a, a 
they called it a zebra light. It was a light that did strips of light. So you could tell if the, you could tell looking at the light, if the panel was still in or out too far, looking at the space between the, the stripes. And, um, it was the quickest $50 I ever spent. I swear I turned around and came back and he was done and the car was outside and, you know, he'd, kind of polished the area around the door or polished the whole door, I guess. And he was done and it was 50 bucks. But it looked perfect and it still looks perfect to this day where they fixed the dent. Uh, and they did, they did a good job. So plastic bumper cover with damage, a little bit more, but a lot of these people do touch up work as well. Let's talk to Paul from Braintree. Why Hello, Paul. Why don't we do this first, John? Oh, okay. Why don't we, uh, do our last break? Real right. quick, and come back, and then we'll have Paul for the remainder of the show. I, I think I think Paul would appreciate that. We can talk to him for, you know, yep. hours. So after. we won't have to worry. So we'll get him. We'll pay some bills yeah. here real quick, John, yeah. okay. and then I we'll think, come back I and think. we'll get Paul see, on the phone. See, that's why that's why you're the executive producer <laughs> of the Car Doctor Radio Program. I right here on North Shore 104. Remem remember to play all the spots. How about that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll be right back. Lionwa Auto Group is now hiring. There are dozens of employment opportunities available in any of their eight dealerships located in Peabody, Burlington, Nashua, and Bedford, New Hampshire. Consider a position as an entry-level or experienced technician, sales or sales support, finance, valets, and more. Lionwa Auto Group is an award-winning dealer group who gives back to the communities in which they serve. Join the Lionwa team where employees are valued and recognized. For more details, visit lwagcareers.com. That's lwagcareers.com. Green Lantern Marine in Gloucester is celebrating a spring open house this weekend from Friday through Sunday. Stop in from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday and until 3 on Sunday for 10% off all marine and fishing supplies in the store. Tackle, rods, reels, tuna gear, and more. Some in-store specials and a daily giveaway. See store for details. Some exclusions apply. Located at 7 Parker Street in Gloucester. Come hook a deal this weekend at Three Lantern Marine in Gloucester and help kick off the 2022 season. AAA is with you at every moment in your life. We have 24-7 roadside assistance, which covers you in any car you're driving or riding in, even a rental or your friend's wheels. We have great member rates on home and auto insurance, savings on travel, hotels, and rental cars, and discounts on hundreds of your favorite brands. You're covered on and off the road. Learn more at AAA.com slash join. That's AAA.com slash join. DQ presents the sound of an all-star summer lineup. Leading off the promising rookie, new Oreo Dirt Pie. On deck, the fan favorite Girl Scout Thin Mints. Summer standouts, drumstick with peanuts and cotton candy. And batting cleanup, it's you. With your red spoon and six summer blizzard flavors, official treat of MLB. All part of the new DQ all-star summer blizzard lineup. DQ, happy tastes good. Welcome back to the Car Doctor program at North Shore 104.9. So, uh, Biff, I got a, I got a, um, a linguistics question for you. 
Multiple syllable word. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ferrari has come out with a new, their first uh, utility vehicle. And and I have no idea how to pronounce the name, so I'm going to ask you. I'm going to spell it. It's P-U-R-O-S-A-N-G-U-E. Oh, boy. Any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I'm going to... Uh... Can I phone a friend on this one? Or? Well, it, you know, we have Paul on the we phone. Got we got Paul from Braintree, yeah. so um, yeah. he and I yeah. are partners here. So yeah. I'm going to defer yeah. to Paul. Paul, can you, uh, did you write that down, Paul? P-U-R-O-S-A-N-G-U-E. Right. What, I don't have a pen. I'm, yeah. What do you think, uh, Paul? How do, how, how do you? P-U-R-O-S-A-N-G-U-E. I haven't a clue. <laughs> yeah, me, me either. I don't know why. Why Ferrari decided that you know? Why could they just call it a you know Ferrari? I first know. thought it was like a you know per, Perugia, but that's not it either. It's probably, I don't know. I don't speak Italian. I, I don't know my hair but I don't. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. What can I do for you today? Uh, I'm sure someone else there knows knows it, but. <clears throat> well, I'm sure. I'm sure Google knows it, but you know, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, defer. We'll, def I mean, we'll defer. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I was waiting, and you were running, uh, running commercials, it reminded me of there's a famous uh, no, late DJ who got into a whole lot of trouble because he he just logged off commercials. He did not run. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll, we'll never do, we'll never do that here. You don't have to worry. No, 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 no. no. The uh, um, well, that's not what I call you. You were talking about electric cars and. Uh, since Comcast and Xfinity seems to run and do everything, uh, I'm waiting, and they even have like security systems for your home, I'm waiting for them to offer an option for your electric car, uh, probably a little plug-in unit that, uh, that they'll have. Um, it'll, you know, you'll just bundle it with, with your cable, your telephone, uh, your Internet, and now your car. Um, <laughs> I'm only half joking. I I think that's probably when when uh, the fellow from NSTAR said, "Oh, we can just drop down uh, a line from from the the, the uh, wires uh, yeah. instead of building a, a stationary uh, stand." Yeah, you know, you're probably not completely off base, except for the fact that. On the telephone pole, and we'll we'll use telephone pole for right now. Mm -hmm. Everybody rents space, so the power company rents, you know, the bottom line, bottom space. The cable rents the middle, and the telephone company rents, if they still have telephone companies, rents the top line. Mm -hmm. So the idea that they have to be able to merge those two together somehow. They have to just build that agreement. Like when we had, I mean, you're fortunate that you live in Braintree where you have Braintree Light and Power, so you have pretty reasonable electric rates compared to other places. We yeah. When we were talking to Jake Navarro from National Grid last week, you know, he pointed out, and something I guess I didn't really consider is, you know, National Grid doesn't make electricity. They just transmit it. They, you know, they get it from somebody else and get it to you. And the idea of 
you know, how they're going to be doing that. I really like the idea that what they were talking about having basically electric charging units sort of on telephone poles. So where you would see like a, you know, a fire call box. Yeah. Today, you might see an electric charging unit, and it makes the infrastructure a lot easier because as crazy as the world is, to do something like put a bicycle rack on a sidewalk probably costs $150,000 because they have to modify the sidewalk. They have to um, change the layout. Um, the, the bike rack's the cheap thing. Somebody told me it costs about a quarter of a million dollars to lay um, 250 feet of sidewalk. So the idea of putting a charging station in that's going to be kind of where a meter would be would be sort of would be probably pretty inexpensive. But if the telephone pole is kind of near the street and you can just pull up and be able to charge your car there, probably brings a lot of the cost down and makes it more efficient. And again, it's sort of that chicken or egg thing too where, you know, nobody wants to invest in a whole lot of infrastructure until there's a lot of cars and nobody wants a lot of cars unless there's infrastructure to charge them up. So it is a little bit of a challenge at this point where I read about the idea that it's going to take 50 hours to charge an electric car with 110 volts. Well, that means it is mandatory to get at least level two charging, so like the equivalent of a 40-amp dryer outlet plug in your house, and a lot of people are going up to higher amperages. Um, the new Cadillac Lyric that's been shown around lately um, can, I think, accept up to like an 80-amp charge, so it charges up a lot faster. So it would be interesting. It would be interesting to see how all these companies are going to go together. And, you know, I have to remember that, you know, we're starting to see in other parts of the country gas stations having as uh, having as many charging stations as they do gas pumps these days. So, you know, it is, it's going to, the next, you know, I'm not going to be around for the next 50 years, but I think in 50 years it's going to look a lot different. We may see you know, we may see Xfinity say, "Oh yeah, we're we're running a we're running a four four deal." You know, your your phone, your internet, your cable, and uh, you can charge up your electric car at the same time. You never know; it could happen. Yeah, I probably get you know, I. Uh I'll probably still have my Mazda back then, <laughs> so if, if all things go right. So uh, there you go. Uh, still clicking around. What you said about Mazda is true; they never change. So you know. I'm, there, um, it, it, it is interesting that, you know, as, I mean, eventually they have to come up with new models and new excitement. But, you know, the CX-5, which is their one of their most successful little SUVs, yeah, nice. uh, really hasn't changed a lot in the past few years. And, and you look at something like the Miata, which is, you know, everybody's favorite convertible, except our buddy Mike and Hingham, who's having trouble with his. Um, but it's everybody's favorite um convertible and it is it is a it's a great car it's a fun car and it still turns heads whether it's a first generation or a fourth generation so you know still Even fun the cars. beatles found that i mean they didn't the volkswagen beetle didn't change they kept selling right. them you know? yeah, yeah. Like, different yeah. lights but that, anyway you're almost yep. up to the end and uh thank you very much always great show. all right all right take care paul always you great hearing from you Bye-bye. all right take care well since paul's keeping track of our clock for us that was very nice of him wasn't it Biff?
See that former that you producer? See they, they, you, that you never get that out of your blood. Never. Is that what it is? You yeah. just don't. Yeah. Nope. You hear the music. Yeah. He says well. so. He's. I got to. I got to tell John. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, John. There you go. Wrap it up. Well, it's time to wrap it up. Hey, next week I think we're going to be talking to somebody from a company called uh, uh, WebMD. No, not that. I don't know, but it's something like that. They're going to tell us about the most popular vehicle failures so what's breaking in people's cars we'll be talking to them and then a little bit later on in the month we're going to be talking to our friends from uh, iccars.com about what's what's going on in the used car market so a lot of stuff coming up until next week make sure you wear your seatbelt drive safely be good to your car and if you see an emergency vehicle by the side of the road slow down and move over it saves lives bye-bye